You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Garlic's Nights, the Garlic's Podcast Live Show. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. And I'm Jesse. <laughs> Savannah, I I know. Just before we went live, I clicked over and I seen the comments in the Facebook group. I know you guys were waiting. I appreciate the patience. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a virtue. Yes. I hope you guys can hear Melanie and I okay. Uh, and Jesse, of course. But I know you can hear Jesse. His volume's always fine. Um, yeah. It's 2022, guys. Woo. Woohoo. All the holidays of come and gone all the good ones anyway all the good ones <laughs> yeah well that's because it's a new year and literally none of the holidays have happened yet oh uh, yeah that's true sorry new year's day maybe no all the holiday all the holidays are just done they're gone they're gone uh, paul's commenting already yes i apologize for my jank jank uh background situation so uh <laughs> as as Savannah pointed out, Melanie moved in, and I bet all her stuff is behind him. If you mean all her stuff, you mean Melanie? Yes, she's behind me, and she does not want to be on screen. So we have this screen thing, and it's not really a proper green screen. So it's still doing the weird, like janky zoom background replacement thing. I have a conspiracy theory that those are actually vapor trails, like chemtrails, <laughs> but for Randy, those yeah. are Randy chemtrails, I'm, which are worse. I don't know how, but they are. They are. No, I'm 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 seeding uh, the land. You're, you're giving yourself COVID somehow. <laughs> right. Right. In fact, I have to disclaim that in case we're on YouTube because they'll shut us down for any disinformation. So that was a lie. He's mm-hmm. not giving himself COVID. No, definitely not. That would be indecent. Maddie says he here he thought you were doing stand up, and I totally agree. That looks like a stand up background. It was. It does. I know it's not great. He's a stand up gent. What's the deal with? I don't know. Nothing. I don't know. Uh, I don't have my. I don't have a fifteen planned. Fifteen. You know, a tight fifteen. It's stand-up talk. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't stand-up talk. <laughs> he doesn't just look like one. He talks like one, too. Right. <sighs> so, um, yeah. So this is a temporary setup. That's why we're also why we're so late. Um, sound, it's the whole two, two microphones in one room thing. It's, it's never good. There's no good ways to deal with two microphones in one room. Um, so we are troubleshooting. And uh, hopefully we will we'll have something figured out so it'll be a little bit higher quality going forward. But it's all right because you know what, Melanie's here. Uh huh. So. So Randall's not alone anymore. Right. right. <laughs> um. And Bonsai's here. And Bonsai's here. So. Oh, spider buggy. We yep. might get a spider buggy Bonsai. Uh, I don't know, meow or something. Yeah. His meows. His meows. <laughs> He's old. His, me- okay. his meows in the mix. That'd be a meow mix. 
his meows <laughs> sound much more di- much different now than they used to. They're oh. more like ah. he's an old man. Fine, sure. Yeah, yeah. He he's, he's like, like get uh, off my lawn. I'm gonna puke at your shoe. Yeah. All cats make love to my shoes. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> is that how cats make love? They puke in them? Uh, no, I'm not saying they puke in them. I'm saying they, they rub ev- their everything all over them. They climb oh. inside if they can. My my shoes attract cats. I don't know what it is. It's like a box, but for your foot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cats love boxes. They do. Everything about... I'm still preoccupied. Everything about this setup is going against like it is. I'm doing it's all the cardinal sins of podcasts. Like as a podcast editor, I'm doing everything I hate. Yeah, I would. Randy Randy is in uh, like a perpetual loop of self-loathing right now. Right. You can you if you're watching us live. Sorry, podcast listeners. But if you're watching us live, you can witness it for free. (laughs) Right, right. Oh, no headphones. Well, God. Yeah, that's weird. It is weird. Um, Anyway, I don't know what all we're going to talk about tonight, because frankly, we have too much to talk about. Yeah, really. We're getting a late start, and that's not great. Um, No, we we didn't yet. Sorry. Oh, we need to, though. It's so good. You guys need to. Really? Okay. So don't look up is what what, uh, Savannah mentions in the chat. You guys would dig it. You guys would dig it for sure. I've been told that we have to watch it, and I told him we have to watch it. We just haven't had a chance yet. Right. right. Um, but before Melanie was told that we have to watch it, uh, we did watch a bunch of other stuff. Um, okay, Savannah, we will watch it before or for next before next episode. How about that? Mm-hmm. I promise you that. And I need to promise Savannah that because she is a cat dancer. She uh-huh. is a patron over on patreon.com slash Grawlix podcast at the cat dancing tier. So we're giving her her, her, uh, what would be the term? Her shout out. She gets a shout out. Uh huh. But also we have like three regulars. So I might as well just give everyone a shout out. Hey, Matt, what's going on? Hey, Paul. <laughs> at some point, Jasper will jump in and say what's going on. Right, and, and right then, before we end. <laughs> yeah. And then right. bounce out. So. And every once in a while, Dana will pop in yeah oh yeah you're right <laughs> maddie d says am i witnessing the fall of a podcast master i think you've been witnessing that for two years <laughs> <laughs> we've really been on a downhill slide here isn't cat dancer a job down by the airport paul asks is it <gasps> no cat dancing is what they do is what uh the character is what they do in the crow Cat dancing is what you do if you were uh, viciously murdered and your soul is brought back by a crow for revenge and you feel upset about the whole situation. And the only way to release release that inner turmoil, cat dancing. Spirit of vengeance, you just got to dance. Unless Uh the only time that's not the case is if you're Batman, then it's bat dancing. But that's, you know, that's a... Even with Catwoman, because you're a bat, so it's still bat dancing. (laughs) Right. It's confusing, but that's how it works. We don't make up the rules. We just follow them, sort of. Mm -hmm. Sort of. (laughs) Okay. Um, Wow. Okay, so I I feel like 
the best way to handle this is just to kind of rail off some of what we've watched and then we'll just pick something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and we should probably throw it out to the chat because uh, some of these they may not have seen and then we'll lose them. So we right. don't want that. Oh, God, there's so many. The problem is there's at least three of these, at least three of these. I know we could. I know I could anyway do a full episode on <laughs> any one of them. <laughs> so. Well, and uh, here's the real question. When are we going to do Doctor Who? Well, that's one of them for sure. <laughs> because if we do Doctor Who, you know what happens. Okay, so Doctor Who, Eve of the Daleks, the New Year's Eve special. We all watch that. Mm-hmm. Savannah says, oh my gosh, Savannah says, I finished season two of The Witcher in one day. We have also watched season two of The Witcher. That's another one. Uh-huh. That's the one that I haven't cracked. Really? Okay. Yeah. I've watched the entirety of, of Cobra Kai, but I haven't touched The Witcher yet. Yeah. The new Is anyone out. surprised? <laughs> I, yeah, I haven't watched any of the. Okay, Maddie D says you're safe with me on Hawkeye, Doctor Who, and Matrix Resurrections, and The Witcher. Okay, we've watched all of those. Yes, Hawkeye. We no watched Spidermans. Uh, we watched. Um, uh, I'll just want to mention real quick: Doom Patrol season three is out, and we haven't watched the whole thing, but so far it's great. But I'll save that for another episode. Hmm. Um, yeah, Hawkeye season one. Uh, and in terms of movies, Melanie and I watched Matrix Resu- Resurrections. And I have, there's so much to say. There's so much to say about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Widow. Black Widow, we finally watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little Which is bit only different. relevant because uh, mm-hmm. some of the characters are so great. Like yeah. two of them. Obviously, two of them are great. Mm-hmm. And uh, Spider Man No Way Home. We went and watched that Tuesday. And somehow managed to avoid spoilers. spoilers. Yeah. Like that was one we had to go see because it was going to yeah. get spoiled hardcore. Uh-huh. My sister told me she cried and I was like, I don't want to hear anything more. Shut your mouth. So, uh, Jesse, what else? Oh, Boba Fett. We've watched. We just watched the first episode of that. So you're going to love the second episode, I think. Cool. Cool. If you, if you liked, if you liked the, I remember us really loving the first episode of Mandalorian last season, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. This is like that again, you know. Like the first episode of the Book of Fett was very much like that episode, anyways, because you get the flashbacks, right? This mm-hmm. goes into that even more. You get a little bit more of the present day, and you get a little bit more of the flashbacks, or a lot more of the flashbacks, I should say. Okay, Paul and Maddie D have not seen Spider Man yet, so we right. should talk all about it. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> no, they that would alienate, and we that would be two thirds yeah. of our audience right now. Well, so we should not do that. I'm not going to say other, anything other than my oh. sister cried. Okay, because <laughs> I already did. <laughs> but then again, my sister watches uh, Hallmark all the time, so if that I think I got a little weepy, a little teary. I don't think that I like legit cried, but I was like. I'm feeling away. Yeah. There was a thing in that movie that I think maybe traumatized me a little bit that I was thinking about on the way home. And it was bumming me out in the way that, I don't know, only really dark things do. But um, then I'll just say I gave it four and a half. Uh, I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I recommend I, seeing it as soon as possible. And mm-hmm. even if even if you did get it spoiled for you, it, mm-hmm. I don't know. 
I, I, no, I don't want to say anything more. Cause I, can I, <laughs> no, okay. No, we need to stop. We need to stop. We need to stop right here. Cause I almost did. <laughs> I'm like, Oh no, that, that, that in and of itself could be a spoiler. Um, what's wheel of time. Oh, wheel of time. Is that Robert Jordan? Thing? What's that? It's a Ed, Robert Jordan. Uh, my brother read all the books. Kevin Masman read all the okay. books. Like those guys were really into him. I was like, this is like if Tolkien got any more into the weeds. Really? Okay. <laughs> like That's he the... just really gets into the weeds from what I could. I, I never got through past the first book. But that's the Amazon has that, right? Is yep. that the Amazon, the Amazon Game of Thrones? Because everybody's got to try to have their Game of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones, including HBO. So, right. Which they just want to have their next Game of Thrones. They're just like, hey, let's make some more Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's so interesting. I feel like I've already talked about this on the show because this isn't new. But a while back when they announced or when they started like releasing info about the prequel series and stuff. Just the sentiment towards it. I'm like, wow, they burnt. They, I've never seen a show burn bridges like that with that last season. It soured mm-hmm. people so much that there should be insane hype for the prequel series. They were so mad they, that they were like, almost like they wished they hadn't started it at all. It was like, yeah. wait a minute, you guys had like five good years with this show. You, had, you couldn't say anything bad about. And now... Now you're like, this was garbage. Right. Yeah. Well, it, it, I would rather them have taken another year or two even, which is crazy to say because I hate waiting that long, but to not rush it and to make it decent. And it was it wasn't even that I didn't I didn't like the way they went with it. It was that they rushed through all of it. And that's crap, you know. Right. It, Maddie D mentions Matt Smith will be in it. So he so so he's there. Um there for the prequel he looks series. like a t- targaryen i mean i'll give him right. that like that casting is pretty spot on i'm down for it yeah no game of thrones was great and the sh- you know yes there well, were they'll flaws. get a they'll have a they'll have a consisting uh, consisting a, consi- a consistent writing staff you know as opposed right. to this is all based off of stuff that george rr R. martin did until he stopped writing and now we're going to cobble together something we think sounds like him. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of what's her name that we saw on hot things or whatever. Uh, oh, on hot ones. Ariana or no, Ariana. Whatever. You know who I'm talking about. Aria. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I can't remember her name off her actual name offhand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she was talking about uh, people getting mad because they weren't true to the books. And so she learned how to fight left-handed for her sword because the character in the book is left-handed. I'm like, that would be so freaking hard to do. Right. Um, okay, so now Paul's rebooting. So this is not the time to ask. He said he's so intrigued about the Matrix, but I don't know if he means... Maisie Williams, thank you, Maddie D. Lifesaver. Um, Good kind, like the pineapple. Mm. Pineapple lifesaver. So, okay, I don't know where to start then. Uh, wh- what do you guys? Matt did. Matty D did see Boba Fett one and two. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I mean, I don't have a lot to say. I just watched the first one. Um, but I like it because it. Hartnett. Hartnett. Who's Hartnett? Okay, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm trying not to get so derailed by the comments mm -hmm. that the audio of this will be just insufferable to listen to later. It's going to be. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Everything audio, is fine. Right here. Right here. <laughs> What's up, guys? Uh, yeah, I don't have a lot to say about Boba. I liked it. I liked the first season or the first episode quite a bit. Um, but Robert Rodriguez. Right. Okay. Directed no, by I Robert Rodriguez. Cool. Cool. Well, good. He needs to do something good. Stop making movies for kids all the time. And <laughs> I love how he, I love, you know, like the first thing that I noticed, it was like, oh, and that's so Rodriguez was they go into the, um, most Eisley cantina or whatever, whatever it is, the sanctuary. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's like a Spanish guitar. Like Max Rebo's band is just like Blue Elephant and all, just like almost like uh, mariachi up in there. <laughs> that's yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, I I like that it has the Western theme, and I'm assuming I could be wrong. Maybe they'll be on planet quite a bit. I, I don't know, but I, I'm down Episode with that. Episode two makes it seem like this is pretty much home base for a while. I like the idea of a kind of westerny, uh, local, political, not political, but kind of political crime drama. Like Deadwood, but yes. in a desert planet. Yes, with aliens. Yeah. And people named Boba. <laughs> Boba. And, and uh, Boston Dynamics dogs, except, you yeah. know, it's yeah. Star Wars, so they have to have wings or something. <laughs> Right, right. That was Gabe, my nephew's favorite part of the first episode was that he's like, oh, there's a Boston Dynamic dog. Yeah, robotic dogs. Um, I think Hawkeye might be safe to talk about if we have anything to say. Right. Well, uh, Kingpin. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I How did you not talk about Kingpin? And I was like, no, oh, they're not going to have D'Onofrio. They didn't look like him. But then it was. And I was pleasantly surprised because I love D'Onofrio. There's other things I could say, but I won't. But I was I was excited to see D'Onofrio. Mm -hmm. There are other things we're not talking about this episode that made me also super excited uh, that for some reason come to mind right now. But, yeah, it was great to see D'Onofrio in it. Man, when that first, like, the first scene he's in, it's a little bummer, a bit of a bummer to see just one episode, you know? But the first scene he's in, the shot's holding on him. Which you is the first scene. Like, they twitching. open with him. His eyes, like, yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio. His eyes, like, twitching the whole time. And you see it. It just keeps. I was like, oh, it, it made me worried for him. <laughs> but <laughs> he's a very twitchy uh, kingpin. It's because he's wearing a man suit. He's a bug under there. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Edgar. <laughs> Edgar suit. No one calls me Edgar. Um, it was cool seeing him in here. I love the idea that, uh, you know, I don't, man, I like the Netflix series. So we've, we've talked about that before. I, I mm -hmm. like the Netflix series. Mm -hmm. So I, even if like, it doesn't necessarily pull in all those events, eh, I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised they would be willing to do that. I always heard Feige was not a fan of what they did with 
characters over there. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense after you watch uh, Hawkeye because Hawkeye had just a, like the body count on this final episode of Hawkeye alone. Like, whoa, given those Netflix shows a run for their money in terms of death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maddie D says he's a great kingpin. Loved him in Daredevil. Yeah, he's so good. Awesome. And but I feel like. He's a little powered up in this. Oh, yeah. he's so comic book powered. <laughs> he rips a car door off, just rips it off. Mm-hmm. He takes he an arrow to hit the by chest. a car. Yeah, he takes he an gets arrow hit by a car chest. first and then an arrow to the chest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which was quite shocking. I was like, yeah. whoa. But yeah. he, no, he's he's pretty powered up. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's do you think he's done? No. Nope. No. Did I did I send you the the comic panels? No. It's, or maybe it's almost panel for like shot for shot. It's almost panel for panel what happens in the comics. And in the comics what what uh I don't know how spoilery we want to get. Fine. <laughs> we basically got carte blanche to spoil this one. Um in the comics she doesn't kill him. She blinds him because she knows oh. that would cause him more pain to be more like daredevil because at this point kingpin already knows it's matt murdoch i think he knows in the show doesn't he he knows in the show too i i think he he figure it out in season three oh yeah i think so right i think so yeah because he went for his real persona not instead of him his character you know what i mean so like in the comics it's very similar except instead of uh ronin it was Daredevil, where the Kingpin was pitting Maya against Daredevil because she believed that Daredevil was involved in the death of her father. So almost almost exactly the same, only sub in Ronin. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh Maddie D says uh he knows in the in the comics it's supposed to be all muscle and not fat, uh, which is why Kingpin's so big. Yeah, I know in the comics he's like, yeah. Uh kind of ridiculous ridiculously powerful even if it is just all muscle mm. but like he's super powered without being super powered um and you know D'Onofrio's a big guy but it doesn't necessarily come across as all muscle he got, f- got flipping blowed up what's a little gun gonna do <laughs> yeah yep that's he got a good hit point. by a car shot with an arrow blowed up blowed up before mm-hmm. that final scene yeah well i hear sh- what's her name did you say my Maya? Maya Echo. Yep. I think she's getting a show. Yeah, she's really? getting okay. a show. So I I anticipate that um, he'll be back for that, even if it's just as like flashback story. Right. Right. Because I'll have to fill in the blanks of that. Overall, I love I I liked Hawkeye a lot. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As it should be, I think. Um, from what I understand of the comics, Melanie read the big Hawkeye run, you know, um, from a few years ago, Jeff Lemire stuff. Yeah. Uh, so my impression of it was, it was kind of fun, but their dynamic Kate and, uh, and Hawkeye, like good dynamic. I thought it worked really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I I was surprised. I was sure the mom's boyfriend was a bad guy because he seems like a such a good red herring he was so likable by the end of it it was like this guy's a bad guy you watch you watch i was like you know what i don't even care he's (laughs) awesome the turn is so quick from he's a bad guy to like 
he's just kind of a little comedic relief. Oh, he's, he's kind of a doofus. I love him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yelena. So uh, the show sets up her, who she is, but we hadn't watched, you know, we've since watched Bl- Black Widow, but we hadn't watched right. it yet. So this, that show was our introduction to her character. Right. Um, I think she was a lot more fun in the show. I think. It, oh, she is for sure. If you're going to team somebody up with Kate, you make them have fun. That's kind of yeah. what it seems to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's kind of cool, though. Like, she's got this almost like she snaps into nap mode. You know, like, mm-hmm. she doesn't exist in nap mode the way that Black Widow did. But, like, mm-hmm. it, she goes from Yelena, who is much more fun and witty and sarcastic, to I'm a Black Widow assassin. assassin. Yeah. And I like her, her, her wit. And this is true, I found in the show or the movie as well. Her character, the way she's written... She's kind of witty and funny, but it's also like kind of dark and just dry, you know, her mm-hmm. humor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I appreciated that. It wasn't just the usual like whoa, witty banter. It, it had added. It had a personality to it. Mm-hmm. I think Kate and uh, Kate and Yelena, like in one series, became my two favorite Marvel female characters. Like, mm-hmm. sorry, everybody that came before they stole the show. What was the other chick's name? Uh, Kate, Kate Bishop, bad or? Guy. the bad, the bad guy chick. Oh, Maya. Oh, and she's great too. Yeah. She's great too. I want to see a fight between her and Matt Murdock. Yes. Yeah. That's how it's supposed to go. Yeah. And it's awesome because it- she's essentially like the taskmaster. She can watch it and she can do it. Mm hmm. Maddie D kind of makes an interesting point, although maybe uh, he wants to know how Yelena goes from the end of Black Widow getting info from Julia Louise Dreyfus to being hired by the Conjuring chick. My guess is maybe the Conjuring chick, like it, she might have done the hiring, but the contracts go through Julia Louise. She's a handler for this for some reason. Right. I, I feel like we got like a backwards time jump, like. We saw the call as it happened, and then that, even though for us that's in the past, that was actually happening in real time in the show. Mm-hmm. Like it went to Val, and then Val made the arrangement, and then boom, she's in New York. So I remember hearing so Black Widow was supposed to come out, I believe, before Falcon and Winter Soldier. I believe I could be wrong. Black Widow was yes. Mm-hmm. Black okay. Widow was supposed to be <laughs> way back when. Yeah, because I got the impression that our introduction, because Julia Louise Dreyfus just shows up in in Falcon and Winter right. Soldier, and it's like, what? Who's this? So I was under the impression that she got introduced in the movie. It's no. even less of an intro in the movie. No, it's, it's more of a like, who is that kind of thing? It's like, right. what? It's also interesting that that like scene. And I don't recall this from any of the other Marvel movies yet. Of course, most of them had already been out before we got to, you know, before the Disney Plus series started going. But, like, just set up Hawkeye. Like, that scene was just to set up the TV show. And I feel like we'll probably see quite a bit more of that. Yeah. I'm okay with it. I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. 
Even if we don't like it, I'll watch anything because it's part of the universe. They they suckered us in. Really, they, these shows have been as good or better than some of the, the you know like most of the movies actually in Phase right. Four. And I love how they tie things together even tighter, yeah. um, especially in, in other universe stuff too. Like uh, what's his name, Quicksilver. And stuff like that. Oh, know? yeah, yeah. Right. How they brought him in. Yeah. Yeah. Which was I the mean, first kind of nugget of a multiverse right there. You're right. You're right. It is. You know, I, it's Disney, really. But and it's a big corporate machine. And it's a massive, huge product. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of me that just wants to hate it. But it is super. I mean, first off, it's entertaining. Most of the stuff is yeah. very and well made. But it is also it is also super impressive, even though occasionally there'll be little plot holes or little inconsistencies. But how consistent over the span of how many years they are with just this ridiculously large kind of ongoing. It's not all one narrative, but you know the MCU stuff, mm-hmm. the coordination it yeah. takes to keep that consistent across dozens of movies and TV shows. Like it's it's pretty impressive, I think, especially with the way since it is like a huge corporate effort, you know. All they really need though is like one nerd and then they're just like, hey, if we do this, it's like, nope, nope, it's gonna conflict this, you're gonna break the cannon, stop it. So you know, that's all they need is one one head nerd guy. Be careful, Disney, you already own Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We can't have toxic fanboys on every property you own. Oh wait, we can. <laughs> right. Should we start talking about Doctor Who again? <laughs> um, Who's what? I'm sorry. Maddie D says, I just want more MCU with the Russells. Kurt Wyatt, it doesn't matter as long as it's a Russell. World is a better place with the Russell Hahn family. Who is Wyatt? Wyatt was a uh, US, uh, US agent, the, the new cap in Falcon and the Winter, Winter Soldier. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. I, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. And Kurt was the living planet. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. I remember that. Did they ever get married? Goldie, Goldie Hawn and, and Kurt Russell. I mean, I know they were so. dating for like 20 years or something, but I, did, I don't know if they ever got married. They don't mean they don't have to. Right. I know they're together. Think it's weird they haven't. I mean, no, not necessarily. I'm, I'm sort of, I'm going for, huh? I was, I was about, yeah. I was wondering if you're going to set me up for that because. <laughs> yeah. Maddie D says, nope, not married. We're not 20 years though yet. <laughs> No, we're only like 15, 14, 12, 13, 14, 15, yeah, We'll have to check Facebook later. <laughs> Facebook remembers that for remembers that for us. Facebook does the math. <laughs> um, yeah. What do we want to go to next? What time is it? Okay. Um, let me go scroll back up and see what. Did Paul ever come back? Hey, Paul, did you come back? Or are you still frozen? Um, I think we're going to have to let it go. Oh, that's such a good joke. It's still funny. Right? Because uh, if Paul is not here, uh, we could probably do The Matrix if we want. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, he said he was intrigued by The Matrix. I don't know if that meant he had watched it or not. Oh, I was assuming not, but but Maddie D's seen it. so. And Savannah, I don't know if she's seen it or not, but she's probably sleeping by now. Matt's got jokes in the comments. He really does. He's got jokes. <laughs> He's firing on all cylinders tonight. 
Um, okay, let's hit the Matrix. I, I feel like I have a lot more to, I want to say than that about that than you guys want to say or hear. So I'll try not to okay. keep it short. What did you guys think of this? Because this, this, there's not a lot of in between on this. I've found. Oh, yeah. I actually either, do feel kind of in between about this. Interesting. Okay. Because I did, I did, uh, you know, this felt like it's kind of a hodgepodgey movie. And, you know, as much as I hate hodgepodgey movies, I also kind of love them too. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like two movies and the, and one I really liked and one was like, Oh, it was fine. It was fan service, mm-hmm. you know? And so mm-hmm. like the first half of the movie, I dug it. I dug everything they were putting on my plate. And then they actually get into the matrix and I'm like, yeah, I've seen this. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's very similar to what I've heard people complain about when talking about it, even if they liked it, that's, it's kind of the same thing. They're like, you know, the first half yeah. is great. And then it gets into like, kind of, I still ate my, I mean, it was still, I was still there, you know, like I enjoyed it because I just enjoy going back to the matrix, you know, like I watch revolutions every once in a while. I just, I like going into the matrix, but also I was like, really the Merovingian? Come on. Right. Right. Although it was good to see him all like stressed is like, I'm an exile. I'm an exiled exile. I was like, yeah, no, it's a it's a Matrix movie. So what what can you ask for? It's a Matrix movie. But then again, I am not a fan of forced love stories, which in the beginning, I kind of thought that's how the Matrix was anyway, um, because they don't do anything to make it feel like they should love each other at all. Um, but they are. She's not allowed to die because he loves her just too damn much. I feel like like that aspect. This is actually the. I feel like uh, this is the first in the franchise that approached the love story a little bit better, like uh, maybe the best. Because yeah, in the old ones, I hated it. I was like, it seems just so out of nowhere. It's just like he's the one because the Oracle told me I would fall in love with the one and I love him. So, you know, it's like out of nowhere. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, he yeah. had like zero chemistry mm-hmm. and it's not like they have some weird, like they, we witness them make some like emotional bond with each other. They are kind of feel like strangers at the beginning of this, you know, uh-huh. but they are, it, it at least put in more time to establishing like that, there's a love story there. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I'm fascinated by this. For one, of course, it's it's layers of meta over layers of meta over layers of meta. Mm-hmm. And it's also like, there's definitely some sarca- sarcasm, like a lot of sarcasm to it. Um, yeah, if I had a, if I had a true criticism, I, I, I love Jonathan Groff. But I didn't know about him as Agent Smith. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, he was great as a sleazy CA- CEO, but when it's revealed, mm-hmm. and you kind of see it coming there too. But once it's finally revealed, you're just like, you maybe expect him to affect a little more of that Hugo weavingness. And he had none of it. He was all still swagger. Yeah. In terms of casting, that's the big disappointment because. I get what they did with the Morpheus character. 
Right. Mm-hmm. It's not really, you know, it's like a sequel character or an avatar for him. Right. But, uh, and Maddie, Maddie D says, uh, he didn't care for the meta for the meta stuff about the matrix within the matrix, but he did like how they made you think the matrix isn't real. And it's all in Neo's mind. I, I dug the met the meta matrix within the matrix thing. It's kind of, I've, I feel like it's a smart updating or at least adapting like, to make it a game, the tr- original. I love that it was game. old code in an old game. Like mm-hmm. they found this old thing and an even older, like an even older thing in an old thing. And they were like, what does this new thing mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they, the fact that they start it basically like it, there's, there's so much like stuff going on with, they're about sequels and reboots in general. It starts with the opening scene of the first movie, except it's not. And the, and that's not Trinity. Like who's that lady, but it is Trinity. Mm-hmm. And so, and they play it pretty straight too. Like right it's off not the bat, really it's like, played for laughs, but no. for us, it's uncomfortable because that's clearly not them, but it is the scene. And it's totally this scene because there was <laughs> I was saying the lines before they came out because I'm like, I've seen this. I know this. I've seen this yeah. a million times, which I think is the point. But also, I think part of the reason, uh, other than some of the people who find, you know, I guess, I don't know, not political reasons, but there's people that find reasons to dislike lots of things. I don't think that's the main problem for a lot of people with this movie that, that don't like it. I think it's that, yeah, they wanted their they wanted their fans of the matrix. They wanted a matrix. And this is kind of an anti, uh, and I don't necessarily agree with the people that are like, well, Lana made it bad. So it would bomb and they'd never have to another, make another matrix. I don't, I don't think that I think that's this movie's version of being some, some, uh, subversive is like, it's kind of the anti sequel anti matrix in a way, at least the first chunk is before it's like, Nah, it's a Matrix movie. We're going to go, here's here's some world building. Here's what's be, like, and I kind of dug the world building. It did get a l- little slow, I think, once it's, they're in IO. It, I, I kind of dig what you're, what you're saying, though, because even once they got into whatever, yeah, IO, okay, that's what it's called. Um, it's almost like, because Jada's like not having it. She's like, war with the machines? Nah, we're past that. Yeah. Maddie D says he had a 10 minute argument with his wife that the woman wasn't Carrie Ann Moss. He won the argument. Just don't tell his wife. (laughs) No, in the opening scene. Yeah, it's not. It's like, it's a recast, but it's, but that's also where uh, the new Morpheus come from was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. I like what they did a little bit with the, with the Morpheus guy where he's both. He's a combination of, Uh was it just an agent or was it agent Smith? Maybe it it was just an agent. Yeah. I think it was just an agent. It was, I could be wrong, but, or maybe it was, maybe it was Smith. Maybe you're right. I don't remember, but either way, you know, Morpheus and an agent, um, be it Smith or otherwise right. combined into one character for somehow. But, uh, I liked also, um, that he was not a real person. I mean, I guess it depends on how you feel about AI. Um, he was AI though. He wasn't a he yeah. was an organic person. Yeah. 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 I did appreciate speaking of IO stuff, the idea that like 
they have digital people, I guess, or sentience. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can have like a metal little pinball, uh, not pinball, pinball, but uh, uh, avatar in the real world. So like people are hanging out with AIs in the real world. Oh, Um, yeah, yeah. There's some cool ideas there for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Except some of the machines being like birds. Weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Weird. (laughs) Real weird. So I didn't mind that stuff. I mean, the end, it being an anti-matrix movie in a way, not in a way that disrespects, I feel. And I think a lot of people feel it disrespects the original series, but just like, it's just a different, like it's a different message. It's doing a different thing. And it's got, it's going to use, there's so many years separated from between now and the matrix Mm -hmm. and the matrix has been analyzed to death. Uh, All that meta stuff with the marketing department and stuff like, really got a lot of that point across mm-hmm. um but so when it does get to the matrix stuff it's cool that it's like you know what though you're still doing world building there's still a lot you could do in that in that world mm-hmm. it always surprised me that the franchise just kind of like maybe it was burnout but just kind of ended and just stopped for a long for you know at a certain point mm-hmm. um i like I said, I don't really care for the the love aspect of it, but I love somebody dangling while they're flying. That is like the best. If I was gonna fly with somebody, that's totally what I'd do. I'd be like, put my arms out and I'd hold their hand and just let them dangle and be like, ha 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 ha. Right. <laughs> oh, that was great. It's okay. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> No, I asked him for his nerd card there. Matt <laughs> and no. you're having a conversation. <laughs> Sorry, I was having like some dissonance in my brain. I was like, that wasn't called IO. So, yeah, for our audio listeners, uh, IO is where uh, all the Matrix people live. OA is where all the Green Lanterns go. In case you wanted to know. IO away. Okay, also, I, there's... I'll say one more thing uh, about the matrix real quick. Uh, just that I appreciated that <laughs> at this point, Neo, he's not really even, he just doesn't care. He's just, I just went, he doesn't care about any of it. He doesn't care about the machines. <laughs> he doesn't care about living in the illusion. He doesn't care about, he just wants what? a cup of coffee. <laughs> he just wants, he's like, I just want, we got to get Trinity. I don't care about anything, any of this other crap. I don't care about the, the, real world or none of it we gotta go get trinity and that was i was like okay okay see that's it's interesting to take the jesus character from the original trilogy and at this and put him in a point like i mean he's been resurrected but put him at a point where he doesn't care he just wants to hang out with his chick Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) wait matt you win (laughs) you can keep your nerd card that was too perfect yeah, I don't know how you did that. He said, "If you combine the two, which is the uh, IO and OA, you get Iowa." So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, phonetically, you you do. <laughs> I enjoyed. I'm sorry about the Matrix. I enjoyed the uh, what is he called? The psychiatrist guy. The um, analyst. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I well, all of the Matrix, especially if you start with the game part. You're going to anybody should question what's real and what's not. But that guy helped. Yeah, I think make it it, like he he had some good arguments. And I'd be like, yeah, maybe he is just crazy. 
Who knows? I'd be easy to brainwash, I think. But I think they push it there far far enough that it's pretty interesting when the Morpheus character pops out of the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah. Where you're like, wait, wait, no, if this was the real world, then how did the computer character just pop out of the out of into the real world? Mm -hmm. But if this isn't so you got computer characters popping out of computer games within the game within the matrix, like it's Mm -hmm. it's it has a nice level of like mind bogglery. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a new word. Mind bogglery. I, I also enjoy that. I don't know if it's just, it has to be just within the matrix, right? But that the, the artificial intelligences <clears throat> are real enough that they have like disputes, like you killed oh, my right. father and therefore I am going to end you, you know, stuff like that. Right. Um, it, you know, it makes it because, you know, it's like them and the machines, but it makes it, it makes it much more real and personal from their the robots perspective the machines perspective whatever um how do how do how do they have children though and i know this is something that was established in the other movies but that's the one thing that's the one thing you want trinity is now the one i can i understand i can make that work i get it i get it and there's a whole thing if you guys want to get into it we don't have to but how do how do AI have children and how does the children grow in age? Like what at what rate do oh, yeah, yeah, programs yeah. age? Well, that little girl was a little girl in part three or two, and now she's a grown woman AI sentience, and her her dad and dead, a, like, and a robot bird, or something. and a robot bird. How's it work? I don't get it. Well, I think if you take some of one code from one program and some from another, when they fall in love, you know, and then you mush them together, then you make a new AI and it just learns through, you know, however they learn, I guess, just giving it a lot of data. And then the more data it gets, the older it gets. And then bam, bam, you got a new, uh, who's your data. Uh, Maddie D says, hello, my name is Mr. Smith. You killed my avatar. Prepare to die. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Anderson. I wish I wish they would have got Hugo weaving in there because he's great. I feel like he's like, okay, you got to have Keanu and you got to have Hugo weaving. You could ditch uh, Carrie on Moss Uh because she not to say she's not an important character, but. She's, she was not the second most important character. She's unlikable in every single one of the Matrix movies. I'll say that. She does the like, best thing she ever did was uh, was Jessica Jones because you're supposed to dislike her. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, she's right. so good in Jessica Jones. Yeah, she is. I agree. But yeah, Hugo Weaving. I wish they would have got ha- had him in here. Mm-hmm. The last thing I'm going to say about it about the movie, it's worth it just for the end portion. Uh, not the very end, but like from the time they leave the building where they're all surrounded oh. from then until they, I don't know when, uh, before the next day. But from that, from when they leave that building for an, a good couple minutes, all of that makes it worth watching the rest of the movie. The swarm. Yes. The, for the big swarm mode. You got to love swarm mode, yeah. which I would say is the one I would agree with. So overall, I like this a lot. I gave this four stars. So I enjoyed it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I would agree, though, with a lot of the complaints about the action. Mm-hmm. Given that it's a Matrix movie, the action, every action scene scene should have been mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Given it's a 2020 
move a matrix movie well maybe after they blew up the helicopter and like broke buildings they were like maybe we need to tone it down oh right right during filming yeah we yeah. did that story ages ago that they blew up a helicopter and it messed up a lot of businesses in the in you know when where they when they were filming um yes maddie d that's what i think we're referring to but so that's the one scene that i was like wow that's because it's dark it's, it's so dark. dark yeah so that's basically they rewrote people right i see that's there's confusion i'm not sure were they actual people to begin with did they was it were like an bots agent thing? Right. or were they bots where they were planted there because if they could have agents just take over people why wouldn't they just you'd think that'd be easier than planning a bunch of bots but then again i don't know mm-hmm well, how did they do it in the original movies? Weren't those were those not real people that they took over? They yeah, they were. Yeah. Okay. Well then it makes sense that they would be now too. But he was um, a virus at that point, right? Like yes. they, Oh wait, no, the oh, agents no. could do it too. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Well, even so, even if they were bots, like the first one we see, the woman didn't know he was some bot. That was her husband who suddenly yeah. jumped out the window. Right. I was like, wow. Um Maddie D says, at least the CGI didn't look cartoony. I would agree. I would agree. In the second Matrix, when they started going like kind of over the top with the CG, mm-hmm. with all the, the like the the burly brawl they call it. Um, yeah, yeah, the CGI was not for, great for me in this in this movie where the CGI really shines is actually in the way that they like now traverse things instead of using cell uh, like payphones and stuff mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the stuff they do with mirrors in this movie was pretty cool and the way they, they like the cut scenes are actually pretty fun and and i don't always say that about cut transitions like that but mm-hmm. they were pretty seamless in a good way mm-hmm. i like i have one more thing i have to say but i'll wait if you want me to mm. cats the cat i like the cat in the show and i love the end part where they the cat thing yeah, because the cat the cat reveal uh-huh that actually did make me think of bonsai for a second <laughs> uh and then we went to the catrix was that what it was called oh the catrix because there's a if you watch the post credits or the mid credit scene or wherever it was it's really kind of a ridiculous throwaway scene yes, with with more the marketing though. people but the catrix is stuff you can go watch it it's been on youtube for years yeah uh it's just slow motion footage of cats doing backflips and jumping around with matrix uh style to it you know um yeah matt says agents could take over anyone plugged into the matrix according to the first one yeah well that's dumb that's just harming their stock or whatever right um yeah traversing through the matt agrees with jesse uh, he liked the traversing through the tiny mirror into a lot bigger space. Segway to TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> well, we got the chats making our segues for us. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. You're a pro. Mm-hmm. I don't think this was a wokest agenda, but I'm just saying that's the other, of course, the natural. For Matrix? For, yeah. ma- or for Dr. Sure. Who. Doesn't matter. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, or, or Hawkeye? For Matrix. There were, so, there were too many female characters in Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. for matrix in new york city so let's talk about doctor who <laughs> uh talk my memory i don't remember i liked it it was a self-contained episode after five episodes of non-stop we've got to cram 
plot into every corner of five episodes flux. Mm. It, it was the time loop thing where the dogs were killing people in the building. And then oh, oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. I, I like the idea. I, I, I totally agree with you, Jesse. It, it was nice to have even, it was nice to have, even if it was still just Doctor Who characters running through hallways, one location. Let's, yeah. let's enclose it for a while. No more uh, nonsensical jumping to different places on Earth for no reason other than it's globe trotting. No, it's it's right. it's stock footage with a title card over it. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Yes, one location. Nice. I liked it. I liked the concept. It's fun. Of course, time loops are always fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the new characters. I like that uh, the gal was like a misanthrope and the other guy was just like shy mm-hmm. and a little creepy. Yeah. I don't, again, I don't like it when they force romance into sh- stuff because as crabby maybe as that lady was, I don't really necessarily buy it turning into romance at the end. She just would feel bad maybe for a little bit, but I don't think it would turn into a relationship, but that's my opinion. I was I- it's not gonna last those two <laughs> yeah it, like realistically he seems too nice uh-huh and she seems too not nice yeah. i'll say she wasn't friendly to anyone no she may be one of the first characters in a long time that bucked the doctor at every turn well mm-hmm. not every turn but for a long time like mm-hmm. wait mm-hmm. why are we listening to you this is my storage unit <laughs> right jeff with all the things he does, this Jeff. So, so Maddie D says, "I love the class. I loved, loved it. Even the classic Groundhog Day storyline. I just want to know if we will get to see Jeff in a future episode. Probably not. I was wondering. I was thinking. Dude is about prepared that. for anything. He's they're, prepared for anything. They're always talking about Jeff. He's mm-hmm. not even yeah. in the, in this show no. ever. Um, also, he says, Mel, Melanie, you have no heart." Which is not true. I have heart. My heart just requires more than, you know, uh, five minutes repeated five times to fall in love. Um, I think you got to give some stuff a few minutes. Uh, I mean, not a few minutes, a few months at minimum. Uh, but. Well, this has probably been going on for years because apparently the only time he sees her is when he goes in there on New Year's Eve. But that's one. So that's <laughs> the storage. One day over three years. That's- Out of a year. How long has this been going on? I think he is. I think she's maybe she was a little hard on him, right? I think she's somewhat justified to be like, dude, you're a weirdo because he is a weirdo. It is especially weird. when you find out what he's been storing. Yeah. Like <laughs> while he goes to see her, I, I, I'm going to store my ex girlfriend stuff and there's it's a full storage unit. Yet he takes years to even tell her he likes her. So does that mean he's spending years stalking each of these women until he gets up the nerve to ask them out? And then immediately he's like, Oh, that's, we're no good no more. I have to go put her shoes in storage. Sometimes it's only a couple of days. That's weird. I think it's stuff. He, I think it's stuff he takes. Like they're probably okay. They, none of those ladies, they're not going to ask him for it back. Cause they don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> they're mementos. And it's like a huge storage unit. And he's got like a there's a whole whole shelves and there's like one little thing here. It's so sparse. Uh-huh. It's a weird. It's a weird. You concept. could live in that storage unit. In fact, yeah. I think Jeff does. I, I don't think you're allowed to. <laughs> no, you're not. But I'm. I'm. In tr- I, I like his character though. Like the, I like the way he was acted. I like the character in general. I think maybe I don't know. 
they went kind of hard on his weirdness. Um, mm-hmm. I would like if I had enough money to have a storage unit full of some random food product just to weird people out when they <laughs> went. Right, right. What was the joke? Uh, was it Yaz? Yeah. Did Yaz get a joke in where she's like, you know what? When you're eating beans, did you ever think, man, I really wish this had more beef in it? And it was just like, that's funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never really thought about it. Mm-hmm. Beefy beans. Oh, uh, they finally addressed her crushing on the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But wokest agenda <laughs> of course i've seen man you stumble into the wrong you stumble across the wrong review of a thing on youtube and if you search doctor who or matrix resurrections on youtube right now you'll find nothing but the wrong kind of review but it's a horrible rabbit hole yeah and i i, I, I followed it just a little bit today in for doctor who you just, like thumbnails where it's like you know of course they got to pick like the worst freeze frame of Jodie Whittaker and the yeah. Daleks with like rainbow and I'm like huh well I wonder what they're complaining about in that one so I I didn't mind it I'm actually a little impressed that it's like they're just like boom just put it out in the open no more. Yeah, than- I, I think I like how it was handled, honestly, because the mm-hmm. doctor now that the doctor's aware of it, because the doctor's never aware of what's actually happening, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that doesn't just go for this version of the doctor. The 10th doctor seemed pretty clueless about Martha in general. Right. Mm-hmm. He knew, though, he said later, he, well, I guess she kind of on her way out was like, give a little speech that should have clued him in. Martha, this is. Yeah. But, you know, later he said she she fancied me to some, you know, he knew. Right. But you're right. Especially Jody's do- doctor. She's played more aloof to like emotion and mm-hmm. relate like more than P- Capaldi's doctor for a really big like yeah. totally just doesn't know how to act. It's like when Graham decided like he was going to have a heart to heart with the doctor because he's worried about his cancer. And she went like, I don't know, like. Yeah, like I'm affable every time, except if you get serious about a thing that would matter. Yeah, she's like, oh, I don't really know what to say. Oh, this awkward situation. So I'm just going to look at you and then do a thing over there. And it's like, that's most doctor. I mean, that's interesting if that's that's the way they're going to take her doctor. But point is, she's aloof. It's like me, my sister. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. We want me to buy you some shoes. I don't know how to do what to do. I, yeah, I don't understand that. It's okay. Um, I'm a mystery, Captain Enigma. Yep, yep. You, <laughs> yes, you are. You said it. <laughs> oh, that said, I don't care for Dan. I've decided. I I don't I don't much like Dan. I don't care for his face. <laughs> <laughs> don't oh, like his expressions. Really? I, th- I thought he was okay. He's in fine. This. He's actually, I actually liked him more in this than probably in most of the flocks. Really? I was like, okay. oh, we're, I, I, he's actually starting to grow on me in this episode. He's so wise and he picks up on everything very quickly, which is <laughs> <laughs> so quickly. Yeah. I mean, three, it only took him three years of traveling with Yaz, but. <laughs> <laughs> right. I right. forget about that. That Yeah. 
Did they do that? Right. We'll take cheap shortcuts to establish friendships between characters who otherwise don't really know each other. Yes. Yeah, they do that a lot. Yeah. Chibnall's there. I, you know, the one thing I will give Chibnall is that, like, he really does just save the Daleks for the most part for the specials. So, like... I wasn't annoyed by the Daleks at all. In fact, I kind of loved them in this, and they had some great lines like, uh, I am not Nick! And it was, <laughs> except who's voicing that? Nick Briggs. Yep. So good. Yep. Yeah, that was, that was kind of meta. So I will say, though, this episode, they're, it's not perfect. I mean, of no, course, it's not going no. to be. There's a couple things that bug me plot hole wise. Uh, one, the Daleks who are, oh, they're also learning each loop. Except, are they? Because the pretty early on, the one Dalek was like, hey, when that lady gets into the elevator, I can shoot the panel. She can't go anywhere. I'll kill her. And then decide right. randomly, you know what? I'm never going to do that again. Even though I clear, like, there's several. She ran back in the elevator. I could do the same thing. No, she's fine. I'll let her go this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's weird little things like that. Or they know where they're going to. They're, they know where they are going to like reform or whatever. So just stand right there. And as yeah. soon as they exist, then do it, you know? Yeah, Maddie D says, Dan does seem shoot in. I wish they had built him up more as a character. Yeah, I, and to be fair to Chimnall and the team and Dan and his stupid, wholesome face, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, they don't have a lot of time to work with. And they had a new character. They wanted to get rid of the other characters or however that worked. So I get like they, you know, take some shortcuts. But he does still seem like, I mean, that's this is his second adventure. And he's like, really, if you think about the flux as one continuous adventure, this is his second adventure. And he's like, I don't know. He shouldn't be whatever. He should still feel like a new one, and he does, but they try to take shortcuts, so he's just part of the team. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't care for the doctor's big, like, rah-rah speech either. Oh, yeah, no. They haven't really gotten her right at all in terms of rah-rah speeches. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. They try, but it it doesn't work. And even if it's not, like, rah-rah, but anytime they've given her, like, the a rousing big, speech, the- it just hasn't. Yeah, it doesn't land. And I think of, uh, okay, this is a high bar, but the big Capaldi speech in the, uh, the, the whatever, oh, yeah. the inversion, invasion episodes, I can't remember what those things are, about war. And I give that that's kind of like, that, that most a lot of speeches in Doctor Who aren't going to hold up to that one. But that's like a 10 minute long speech. And it's amazing. And they can't give Jody a like thirty second speech that really lands. I don't know. It's just not their strong suit. Well, and I always think of the family blood for David Tennant as being one of the creepiest outro monologues. You know, right, right. It's the oncoming storm. I was like, whoa, <laughs> creepy. Yeah, and then the was the Zygons. The yes, yeah, Zygons. I would. I was trying to remember the names. Well, even even the War Doctor gets a good one in uh, Day of the Doctor. You know, he's like, he has that moment. And he's like, oh, and then he does the thing, and then it was like, yep, here we go. Yep. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know what I know. What do you know? I know what you should be amazed by. Good. Um, and that is that <clears throat> researchers have successfully reversed a gene mutation um, by using CRISPR. Um, the they gave a live mouse the a exact Sprite? mutation of, of Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Uh, then they cured that mouse by correcting the mutation using gene editing. Um, and they do have, they, or they did, ha- they didn't do whatever, have traditional gene therapy um, where they inject them with like viruses that carry um, the, the new gene into the body. Um, with the, so it can make a new copy that's functional. But this way, um, they can just go in and use basically it's like, you know, they use it kind of like scissors to cut out exi- the existing DNA and then insert the the good fresh DNA in there. Um, and it's way faster and more precise, you know, so so it works wonders, at least in a mouse, but we're not allowed to do human trials on it yet. So but yeah, it was amazing and it completely reversed it. And it's a, a muscular um deterioration disease and they were like it actually after they got done with it not only did it not deteriorate but it ended up in the end i think uh better than it had been in the beginning so yeah it, it buffed up a little bit good job mouse good job mouse nice mm-hmm. okay job scientists <laughs> yeah trust the science come on i think it's i think it's a it's miraculous in my opinion I, I can't believe that we have that ability it's it's nuts to me that people aren't Amazed, yeah, amazed by it constantly. They're Matt, just not doing their own research, or they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt asks, "Isn't that the cure for vampirism in the first Blade movie?" Um, well, the CRISPR clustered regular interspace short palindromic repeats, which is the, what CRISPR stands for. I thought I thought you were talking about that part of the uh, refrigerator. <laughs> 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 at first, at first, I was like, "What the CRISPR?" Gosh. Sprite? No, they they use a, a protein to rewrite your DNA, and it's nuts. It sounds nuts. I know. Sounds like an anti-vax theory. <laughs> it's worse than that, even. <laughs> it works. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I'm done though. So. By the way, we're not talking about Spider Man. But we did go to the theater and seen Spider-Man, and I think that's the first, like, we've oh, gone to yeah. the drive-in, but I think that's the first movie theater experience theater we've gone to since. It was weird. Since the apocalypse began. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it, it was weird a little bit. It was the bit. first time I went to that specific theater since uh, I went and saw Mad Max Fury Road. So the theater that I went to... To watch Spider-Man was the same one as that. Whoa, That's how one? long ago. Wh- uh, I went to AMC Classic because the other AMC closed during the pandemic. Oh. Mm. Um, and I had gift cards. We went to the Majestic, which is Marcus Theaters. Yeah. Chain. Yeah. And uh, I, so they have vaccinated only showings. Oh, I didn't which, know that. Huh. I... I enjoy quite a bit. Yeah. Just the idea of like, 
you know nothing rubs an anti-vaxxer more raw than they go to the theater and they look and the you know oh spider-man far from home vaccinated only oh i bet it makes them so upset <laughs> i bet it does but we waited too that. long and by the time uh we went this just this week uh spider-man was in a just spider-man was just in a regular theater is so yeah so we didn't get to go to the vaxxed only theater we had to go with everyone else it fills the- my heart with hope that that even exists <laughs> yeah I, I know i wish i wish more of the theaters were were that it did stick as they must reserve it just for like the newest movies because i'm pretty sure last week it probably was still vaxxed only they in the vaxxed only theater but um yeah no they just had general general audience whatever yeah for it so i was a little nervous because yeah. uh, it was full even even though i didn't go like right away like i waited mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there were what would you say melanie it wasn't like packed full when we went but there were still quite a lot of people mm-hmm. for a nine thirty five showing on a tuesday night it was still pretty full and we went at nine thirty five because like the nine the eight thirty showings were all kind of full up uh, the 10 something was surprisingly uh, kind of full up or at least like the good seats were taken. That's what I was going to say there down in the front. The, there were a few people, but for the most part that was open, but the above the, uh, you know, where, where it raises up um, all, most of that was filled. Which when I was looking and I had Melanie get the tickets, but when, when I was looking at the seats and I click a showing and sure, there's a big chunk of the, the, the theater open, but like the seats, I kind of have good seats and you see the like availability. It's all full up around where you want to sit. I was just like, Oh no, no. Why? I just, because those are the good seats. I know they're yeah. the good seats, but I don't want anyone in there and <laughs> just go, go home with your, I don't know you, you might be on, on clean. That's how we're ending this show. Wow. (laughs) The unclean. (laughs) You want more of this? Oh, quality. (laughs) Go to, uh, let's see. Matt says, I hate it when people sit around my favorite spot. All those unclean people. You know where you won't find any unclean people at growlixpodcast.com where you'll also, you will be able to find uh, more episodes of this show. Mm-hmm. Where's my bubble? Matt says, yes, yeah. I will be. I want make me. I'll be the bubble boy. <laughs> I still own that movie. I love that movie. I really? never watch it, but like, yeah, the bubble boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jill and Thal's one of his greatest hits. Oh, I was thinking Un- John Travolta. Underappreciated genius, that. John Travolta was the one in the older one, huh? Yeah, that's that's what I was. I was trying oh. to remember. I was trying to remember who was in the older one. If that was one of the like, um, okay, John Travolta, because I was also thinking about the fact that uh, like the kid with the ten, uh, the computer who wore ten- tennis shoes or whatever, which was, I think was Kurt Russell, maybe when Kurt Russell, because Kurt Russell was known as like he was a Disney actor. Mm-hmm. He kind of is again too, but yeah, he is, huh? He thought he got away, but they'll do anything. Uh, he was able to kill people in a sports car for just a little while. <laughs> right, right. He's snake. <laughs> Forever snake. Yeah. Uh and Santa Claus. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt's typo just made a new human because I want to I want to watch the movies of Jert Russell. <laughs> Even better if it's Yurt Russell. If that's like oh, if that J is pronounced like a Y, you're like Yurt Russell. Oh, it's like like Iceland- Jogenheim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what would it be? Not necessarily Icelandic, but uh, yeah, yeah, like Norwegian. Norwegian. Yeah. It's me. You know, he's always Yak Burton. <laughs> he is. I had an uncle, or not uncle, I had a great uncle named Orlin. Fuck, I wish what was his last name. It was like Freden. Orlin Freden. <laughs> <sighs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or- yeah, for Orlin sure. Orlin Freden. Yeah. Or- Orlin Freden. That's, that's how uh, fresh my people were to the Americas. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Grolicspodcast.com. Uh, you know, follow us on social media. Just throw a slash Grolix podcast and you'll, our profile will be there. Um, and uh, happy 2022. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't suck, even though Betty White's gone. Right. Right. 2021. Suck it. <laughs> Took the last, one last swipe. 2021, the last of the white Christmases. <sighs> wow. Yep, you're right. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's not funny. What Jesse said was funny, though. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Take it easy. Yep. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at grolixpodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to grolixpodcast.com slash live. moment i think i forgot the intro it's been (laughs) so long